gonna catch some big waves today, brah. We're gonna hang ten. Yeah, we're gonna dip stick and use all the sex wax. Oh, do you know what sex wax is? We use some freaky shit. That's right. We're talking about surfing today, and we're talking about um, the greatest American surf movie ever made. Ever made. Point trying, break. Are you trying, trying to, to shush us? What's going on? Oh, no, he was I was being trying the to, ocean. I was trying to add some ocean sounds oh, to the oh, <laughs> intro. I thought he was just like having a nap time or something. Yeah, don't bother me, guys. Yeah, I'm at I'm at my point break. Oh it, no, uh, I'm at my pointing break. Yeah, is what I meant to say. I watched this movie and I thought, you know, if you put these words backwards and add ing, you get breaking point. Mm-hmm. You could have called the movie Breaking Point. I also predicted at some point a character would reach their breaking point. Yeah, I'm not sure if they did. But if then the mo- if it sucked, you could have called it Breaking Bad. But then it would become a great show, so it well, wouldn't work. Uh, That's debatable. Do you like Breaking Bad? Because I think it stinks. Uh, I think it's a great show. Uh, okay, but it's not as good. It's not like the best yeah. show ever. Like well, have yeah. I think it's trash and you really wow. you don't like it. I've never wow. seen it. I've never seen it. but I've never heard Emma talk shit on it. So oh. I'm interested. It's you good. Don't I mean, it's to be the first. Okay. It's overrated. Okay. It's, it's definitely overrated. It's definitely it's overrated. Boring. All right. Wow. I and, thought it was a good show, but it's not that good. Totally unrealistic. Okay. Not believable at all. So thanks for watching. I give Breaking Bad zero popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for good watching. Night. Good thanks. night. Uh, if this was the Breaking Bad episode, it'd be over. Um, luckily, it's not. About, we're talking luckily. about Point Break. Point. Another break. overrated show, The Wire. Let's get into. Oh, Point Break. Uh, this is a movie Let's I talk chose. About all these overrated shows, Leftovers. Oh. No, that oh, was good. That movie's great. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Fred Penner's place. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That I'm with. Oh. Fuck Fred Penner, dude. He, he thinks he's got the best show ever. Do you like? Uh, Fred Penner's oh. place. Of all these Rocco shows. Wait, Fred Penner's place was that's, that's was on the list. Show. You're just listening to all these Rocco shows, and Fred Penner's place made Fred, it pretty high up. There, Fred Penner's place is just a show that I'm the only one who mentions it. That's, that's not on my. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. You got me on that. It's one. overrated. Okay. Literally, no one else has seen it but you. So, yeah. anyway, uh, Kevin has seen it, but we're not. He's in there. Oh. We're not going to get him in there. Anyway. Um. Anyways, this movie I chose. I knew nothing about it. Yeah, I didn't know either. Uh, I th- I just thought it was a surfing movie starring Keanu Reeves, and that's literally all I knew walking into this. Um, I honestly, uh, what I did is I went through HBO Max and like circled off movies I've heard about or seen like the box of and never saw. So like I have this, I have a whole other list of things I'm going to choose later. So I just chose it randomly and, uh, did not realize there was crime involved. Didn't realize anything here. So (laughs) I was in for a real surprise once the movie started. Yeah. It's funny because I remember as a kid seeing promos for a movie with all the presidents in it. Like they all had presidential masks. And I was like, whoa, what a freaky movie. And for some reason, never put two and two together that it was the surf movie. Like, yeah. I, I didn't realize that was this movie. You know what I mean? So um, I was surprised, too. I didn't know that was. And Derek, you said you had seen this before? Yeah, I've seen this movie like when I was 10 years old. Oh. <laughs> uh, I feel like this was, you know, a classic 90s action movie mm-hmm. right up there with Speed and uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. You know, all these movies where basically cops are driving around the city shooting guns at people, yeah. uh, not reading them their rights or following any sort of protocol. Uh, I loved movies like that growing up, so I definitely <laughs> seen this movie. You know what? I think I remembered this movie being great, mm-hmm. and then I watched it now, and it was like, it's not like it was any different from what I remembered. Right. 
<laughs> I, you know, I just think that the the landscape of movies has changed. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't think this is necessarily a bad movie, but I think that the um, the ingredients in this movie are don't have the same punch that mm-hmm. they had back in 1991. Yeah. Sure. This whole idea of oh, what if bank robbers were like cool surfers? Yeah. 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 yeah that was badass when I was a kid. Yeah. And like how it, could that be? And I you watch know? it now, and I'm like. Yeah, no, they surf. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they rob banks. It's it's all there. Yeah, it's true. They do it. This movie movie made me think about Rocco's review of Fuller House because it's maybe a, maybe a little <laughs> off, but like yeah, that, now you're this movie hurt. itself. You didn't, it, you didn't like it, but you liked watching it. I but here's the thing. I maybe it's not exactly the same. I did like it, but also I can recognize this isn't good. You know, like I'm liking <laughs> this and I'm enjoying this ride that we're going on. I find a thousand plot holes yeah. and it's like, this is all dumb, mm. but I'm not like mad at it. I'm just kind of like, this is stupid. I think <laughs> I it's a well-made movie made out of a bunch of shitty pieces. Mm. Like yeah. the, the acting sucks. Mm-hmm. The story is super basic and completely filled with plot holes. So many. Um, but at the same time, it's Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. She made Zero Dark Thirty. James Cameron ghost wrote this right. film, doctored it. Yeah. I think yeah. Patrick Swayze uh, is really charming in this movie. I think Keanu Reeves does a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, individually, I think everything sucks, but you put it all together and the sum is more than the parts. Even Gary Busey yeah. is like charming somehow in this movie, yeah, which I don't think I've ever once happens. said about Gary Busey. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's you weird. know what's funny is I had only ever known Gary Busey for this movie, so he had this reputation of being a psychopath, and I was like, oh, the the like older cop from Point Break? What's so bad about that guy? Mm-hmm. He, he's a fun character. Yeah. Um, and I still never got the answer. What's so wrong with Gary Busey? Uh, I don't know. Well, let me just say, I just want to throw this in here real quick. I'm so looking forward to when he dies because, oh, oh my God. Oh, sorry, let me explain that. <laughs> um, Tim and Eric recorded a episode of Tom Goes to the Mayor with him. And there is a whole story behind that where he wouldn't leave until like two in the morning and was like throwing such a fit and like. He had like 10 lines to read for a cameo and like wouldn't do them. What was his fit? He just kept like doing them over and over again. Like, it's not right. It's not right. You don't know how to direct. You don't. What's wrong with you guys? What, what, it, they were just like, oh, my God, how do we get this guy out of here? And, uh, you know, th- at one point they left the camera running behind the scenes camera running. And he like sp- he, he insisted on mango orange juice to drink during his role and then like he spilled it everywhere while they were out of the room and like was rubbing it into the carpet and like all kinds of crazy stuff and they uh they show this video at their live shows sometimes um but they won't release it online until he is dead so oh. so that's why you are eagerly awaiting so you can watch I, we're going to get we're going to get a funny ass video this. Gary Busey spills the juice <laughs> And rubs it into the carpet. It's, yeah. it's worth him dying it's over. Gonna, <laughs> it's, so I, it's really funny. How you long know? do you have to wait after somebody dies before you can release a Dude, video? Dude, day of, of. Making a mess. I'm letting you guys know when I die, you, you can, uh, within an hour, do it. Okay. All right. There's the juice fiasco with Rocco. You're not going to like it. Soften the bone. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to like it. Um, no, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, he like does, like the, he's suited for this movie. I think it's like, yeah, I mean, I think he's totally... Um, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like it is a lot of maybe bad things on their own, but it, it comes together into a movie that it's funny. I, I really think this movie it came out in what ninety one. Ninety one, yeah. I really think this movie is kind of 
a catalyst for how many things that, at least with my friends in the 90s, how how many things that people thought were cool in that decade? You know, this movie this movie had, you know, look how cool surfing is and look all oh, skydiving and right. all these things, all like the extreme kind of sports of the of the 90s and, you know, the way people looked and stuff. I, I feel like this was this movie felt like a transition out of the cheesy 80s movies into like, yeah, 90s, the movie. cool 90s. Yeah, movie, you I know, think, you it's kind of interesting. Criticizing this movie, there is a lot to criticize. Sure. But it does, I think, kind of set the tone for a 90s action movie. Yes, I was watching I agree. this movie yeah. being like, when was this made? Like 1995? And then I looked, it was 1991. Yeah. yeah. And that surprised me because it felt like a later 90s movie. So to, yeah. to see it come out so early, I felt like, oh, well, maybe this movie must have influenced the look. Maybe not, because this mm-hmm. movie is also set in L.A., mm-hmm. Maybe it just captures the look of mm-hmm. like Los Angeles in the nineties. Maybe whatever it is, I still I I feel like it still holds up. Whatever style this movie has, I feel like it's still evident here in twenty twenty one. Now there is a two thousand and fifteen remake of this movie. I oh, haven't seen oh, that. Oh whoa, what? Yeah, yeah, but I feel like you don't need a two thousand and fifteen remake because no. this movie still looks cool. This movie still feels young and hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't watch this movie and think like. Oh, Patrick Swayze's dead now, which he is. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, it's just like, oh, this guy's like cool, and I want to go hang out with. Bodhi. You know what though? I was realizing is like the style of this movie, the way that people are dressed, still holds up. Like, you know, you would think early '90s and they'd be wearing like the parachute pants, all that shit. Like they were yeah. wearing clothes that you would see people wearing today. So maybe that's what it is. But it's like it's not too outdated, you know? Yeah, it didn't go so far into. Yeah, know, you see some hippie surfer guys wearing the same things today as you will back then for sure. I don't know. All right, let's do some popcorn shakes. No, wait. Uh, oh, we have shit. To, we we got have more. to talk about the movie, <laughs> not just what we thought about it. Let's get into it. We're going to do a plot synopsis of Point Break. We're going to spoil the entire movie. If you haven't watched it yet, pause this and go watch it on HBO Max mm-hmm. for free. Come back in about two hours and nine minutes and then hit resume because we're getting into it right we'll, now. We'll wait here for two hours and nine minutes. You don't even have to pause it. That's how much we love our patrons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll uh, pretend like we're watching it we'll, with you. We'll just sit in silence. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Wow, the credits. Oh, my God. We're at the beach. Oh, I'm back Whoa. to this now. Let's look at slow-mo surfing. Whoa. Let's see that for our 15 minutes. Whoa. So the movie this, opens. This time I was actually shushing you, but that's okay. <laughs> the yeah, movie opens with uh, a shot of the beach and some slow-mo surfing. And then very, it, it's funny because Catherine Bigelow, the woman who directed this, was married to James Cameron at the time. Right. And I feel like this has a Terminator 2 title you know, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it is. Like, yeah. If you replace this with the Terminator 2 music, yep. it's the same. Oh, effect. my God. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, totally. Dun, 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 dun. Point you, break. You know what I thought was interesting was I was watching this with Jenny and Emma and Beckett. And then uh, Jenny was like, they were married when she, they made this, right? And she made this. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I don't know. Until the next it, movie. The answer is yes. But they were only married for two years. So they made this movie and then essentially got divorced. Like it's oh. weird how like the time frame of that worked out. Where yeah, they were married, and I'm sure that that he had influence. Especially that title scene, which you're right, is exactly Terminator Two. Yeah, I heard that he uh, rewrote the script but couldn't get credit for it. Yeah, the Writers Guild said no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's interesting. I hadn't even thought about in watching all this. I hadn't even thought about the James Cameron aspect of it because, or or no, I just I hadn't considered. Yeah, they were married, and I just think about a year later we got Terminator Two. And I remember Sean when you saw it for the first time. Yeah, you said this. You were like, 
I feel like 90s movies all took from this. Like this was the, you know what I mean? Right. It's like between these two people, they kind of defined a lot of the, the style of what was cool in the 90s. Yeah. That's just interesting. I, I hadn't considered like that this couple had kind of spawned yeah. both of those. Catherine anyway. Bigelow, by the way, went on to direct The Hurt Locker and yeah. Zero Dark Thirty, won yeah. Academy Awards, Best Picture. She's considered to be like the greatest living female director in America, uh, which is evident and not evident in this film. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't watch this sure. movie and say it sucks, but I wouldn't watch this movie and think, ah, Brilliant give director. this director a couple of years, they're going to win fucking yeah. Oscars. Yeah, but yeah. I will say there were some, like, the chase sequence we'll get to later on the movie. Like, this, it looked great. It was cool, like, directing and, and cool, like, you know, I don't know. There were some parts that were fucking cool. There were some parts, in, especially this the beginning with the slow motion surfing is like, oh, okay, I got it. I didn't it. mind I that. I liked it. it. Oh, did I liked you? the surfing. And so you see surfing and then it cuts to um, an FBI training center and you see a, a badass with the shotgun. Clack, clack. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, 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 bow. Shooting these targets. Yeah. It's like uh, Hogan's Alley, right? Yeah. That Nintendo Love game. It's exactly taken from Hogan's yeah. Alley. This is our introduction to uh, the two opposing forces in this movie, Keanu Reeves. As you know, I'm gonna say it. I think Johnny Utah may be my favorite character name we've ever come across. <laughs> yeah. You hear that name Some and you think Johnny that's Utah. a cool fucking guy. Yeah, like Johnny Utah. That's dope. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Keanu Reeves played the character Johnny Utah and the character Johnny Mnemonic. Whoa. Yeah. So I think give this guy one more cool Johnny name. We're going to have a perfect trilogy of character names. He, His name in the Matrix should have been like Johnny Computers. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, or yeah. Johnny Hacks. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Hacks. Hacks. Johnny Hacks cool. sounds like uh, it's a, that sounds close to uh uh Oh fuck. Mm -hmm. Johnny Wick. Oh. oh. oh you got it. it. You got they it. They beat me to it. Oh man. Fuck, dude, Damn. didn't think about it. Good thinking. John Wick is older, but if we would have seen That's him in his 20s, That's a great call. He would have been Johnny Wick. Damn, dude. Damn. So, uh Keanu Reeves plays the best character's name John/Johnny officially. Mhm. Mm yeah. Um maybe he's got to be a John Doe in some movie. I'm sure he is. Johnny Doe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll search. We'll his, look into it. We'll look at IMDb or something. Um, so Johnny Utah, which the name was inspired by Joe Montana. I don't know if you, if and <laughs> Joe Montana and Johnny Unitas. Yeah. So you combine oh. those, you get, you, you, you they, get it. They should have gone with Joe Unitas because <laughs> he unites everybody and he's the mm -hmm. average Joe. Oh, yeah. wow. so good. Yeah. Catherine, you blew it. So Johnny Unitas, uh, I'm gonna be calling him that all day. Johnny <laughs> He gets hired at the um, Los Angeles uh, Department, the, the FBI Department of Bank Robberies. And immediately he meets his boss, which is the dude from Scrubs. Yes. I don't remember that actor's name. Me neither, but he's a great character actor and he's great at playing the same character. Oh, that, yeah, he was in Scrubs. I never watched Scrubs. He's also so in I Office Space, right? He's in, yeah, that's what I knew him from. I'm like, oh, the Office Space guy. I've always thought that guy was great. I don't, I can't tell you his name. No, but he's but he, the same character in everything he plays, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think he's awesome. I yeah. actually think he's great. Yeah, anyway. It's funny because uh, as an actor, I was watching this movie thinking like, I want to play the role of uh, Keanu Reeves' boss in mm -hmm. this movie. I think that'd be a fun role to play. Yeah. The pissed off cop boss, mm -hmm. you know, I don't like your surfboard. I don't like your approach to this case. And I don't like you, Johnny Utah. <laughs> yeah. I would be good at that. Role. Yeah, you would. Um, 
The, when they remake the remake, we'll get that. Yeah, get that when role. they do it for a third time and they, even less people watch it, then I'll get my <laughs> shot. <laughs> God, they really did remake it. I yeah, forgot. and nobody cares. Like, uh, I, th- I think that and the remake of Total Recall take the record for the most who cares remake. Like, I, those are, like, happened and went, yeah, good. Even and the no Total one... Recall remake I heard about, this I didn't uh, even know existed. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way. I, I saw the movie Fright Night for the first time, which is an 80s vampire oh, movie. Oh, yeah, they remade And then that found too. out they made a remake with, like, Colin Farrell. And what like, the Yeah, fuck? and uh, whatever, Doctor Who, I think, was in it. Yeah, What's Doctor Who. <laughs> no, 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 really, the guy who was uh, one of them. I think you're right, yeah. yeah. Anyway, why? So, uh, anyway. Johnny Utah, um, in this scene, we get to see everything that Johnny Utah is about. They're telling him, like, oh, in this branch, I don't like our agents that drink alcohol, and you definitely can't smoke. And he goes, oh, I peeled the, ch- the skin off my chicken, sir. Um, <laughs> you're going to be a good kid. Keanu Reeves, by the way, uh, this is his first action movie. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. I am and, not aware of that. And his last. He and, did not like the genre. And critics, I was reading were worried that Keanu Reeves was going to ruin his promising acting career. <laughs> Whoa. Because up until this point, he had only done like artsy films and like, oh, and yeah, like teen, yeah, yeah. teenage comedies. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm watching this movie and be like, this guy can't act. Like what acting career? It's, yeah. He's a pretty face. He, he's, he was kind of destined for, he's, and that's what honestly like Keanu, you can make fun of his acting. I think for certain roles, he is like perfect, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, like speed is like fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like he's great in that kind of role. You know, um, yeah. And I think I think he was. Yeah, there's times I think he's corny in this, but I wouldn't have it any other way. We meet uh, his partner, played by Gary Busey, at this time in the movie as well. A guy named Angelo Papas. Angelo Papas. That's a weird name. Yeah, that's. I'm just gonna say it over and over because I don't feel like that ever came across. I don't know if that was conveyed <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah, his name was Angelo Papas. Like, um, Papas. He, now I I don't know Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. But it, when I went to Chili's, Papas. When you ever yell that, right? it's potatoes. potatoes yeah. yeah. They whenever like the QA would go, hey, yeah. we need some more Papas. Yeah. I'd be like, we need like French fries. And Angelo is angel. Like. Oh. So Angel Potato. Angel Potatoes. <laughs> cool. That's his partner. Nice. Gary Busey plays Special Agent Age, uh, Angel Potatoes. Um, Gary Busey also plays my favorite kind of role. Um, I think my, I'm going to put plant my flag here. My favorite role in any movie is always the, the tough cop that says this specific type of phrase. I was hitting the streets when you were... D- 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 Sucking your mama's tit, or uh, <laughs> yeah. when you were jacking off to the Sears catalog. I feel like that is seven different lines in this movie, and yeah. and any cop, any I good cop role should say that. Any movie, there's a lot of movies from the early '90s that have like <laughs> these old war veterans. I don't know yeah, if like a yeah. Viet- Vietnam. I think maybe it was or whatever. Must have, yeah, must have been. All these movies have these tough guys that want to tell you how long they've been tough for, like mm-hmm. Rogers. Yeah, and I think he has the line like, "I've been on this job since you were smearing shit on your face at yeah. your diapers." Which that one I didn't even understand. Who did that? I didn't do that. You guys didn't do that. Smear oh, shit on my face? Awesome. No. I what are you doing? Like uh, yeah. predator? Like to, you're hiding? To, yeah. To Gary Busey, that's a normal thing. Kids <laughs> that, do. That's what kids do. <laughs> <laughs> Gary yeah. Busey. Yeah. I remember when it was like that. Dude, so you Jake had, Busey did that all the time. Smearing shit all, all over the time. My face. I, I'm not with Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey has a scene that. where uh, they introduce his character by. Uh, they're doing a test at a pool where they're blindfolding special agents and making them fish bricks out of the bottom of a pool. Yeah, that, yeah I would have quit there. Yeah, what? In what world did 
I okay. I actually think Gary Busey had a funny line here. I've been <laughs> on the job 22 years, and I fired my piece 19 times in the line of duty, and I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, getting bricks out of the bottom of a pool has to do with being an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, and then he like good. jumps in doing a backflip. Cowabunga! Oh, Gary, you're so crazy. Classic Gary. Then we get to meet the bad guys uh, in a bank robbery, and they are called the ex-presidents. They are a gang of uh, robbers that wear masks uh, that represent... They're masks of all these ex-presidents, like Reagan, LBJ, Nixon, and uh, Jimmy Carter. When this part started, I was like, whoa, like, what is happening here? Like, the mm-hmm. bank... The First off, the masks look fucking cool. Like, <laughs> th- this is great. Like, I didn't know we are get a bank robbery in this movie. I was amped, honestly. Yeah, I remember as a kid thinking the ex-president gimmick was so cool. Um, and then as an adult, I'm like, well, anybody could have thought of that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Again, there's so much of this that when I was a kid watching this in the 90s was mind-blowing. And then now I'm like, yeah, it's still pretty good, but not, not so much of a punch. I think if, if, if I can point this out, I think it had a, a definite inspiration on you, Derek, seeing that at a young age. Because a lot of the things that you write uh in mega 64 a lot of times have like a group of bad guys with like you know animal masks or something like that i remember thinking that was Mm. really that's not something i would have thought of like like for version two when we did that i was just like that's a clever idea you know whatever and then when i saw this i was just like yeah yeah you you (laughs) definitely are like uh right because we did do an action scene and everybody had animal masks yeah yeah and that was a theme and this movie I think did leave a lingering effect on me of like group of bad guys wearing the mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting that you say that. I never thought about that. Yeah. It also. Uh, well, you, you, oh, I, I was just gonna say you do that to me a lot too, where you'll point out like I'll you know here's a movie I saw a billion times when I was a kid, and I think in my head it's oh dumb kids movie, and you'll point that out to me where it's like I think this had an effect on you. I was like really. Yeah, so I had to return. What gets I, in there. I had to return the favor. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it also works out for us because we kept having different people being able to help us that day, so we could just yeah. recast it by putting <laughs> different masks. Well, on they them. did yeah. that in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Patrick Swayze wasn't even in the foot chase; he was promoting the movie Ghost. So they put somebody else in. Oh, the, I see, in the Reagan mask that comes later in the movie. Because oh. at this point in the movie, we don't even know who the bank robbers are. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we don't think it's the real Reagan. Yeah, we're wondering. <laughs> we're I'm pretty sure it wasn't. They leave that but mystery. wouldn't it be fucking cool? That's a movie that it really was, Reagan, and he was wearing a mask of himself. No one would suspect that. I, I, that Seriously, no movie has ever had a bunch of actual ex-presidents in it. What an amazing gag that would be if a movie came out and they did something like this and they take them out and it's like, yo, they got George Bush and Bill Clinton in a movie. And they're robbers and they wore masks of themselves to rob the bank. Dude. Okay. I don't know if they okay. get George Bush. He's like in a wheelchair. No, the second one. Oh, no, that he's guy, like, you know, he's, he's dead. Like one sneeze the away W one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm talking W. <laughs> he's away from dying. Yeah. That thing's on it. He's on his way out. <laughs> oh. uh, then they shouldn't cast him. It wouldn't be prudent. Anyway. So the ex-presidents, that's all the FBI knows. These guys are ex-presidents. Oh, here is a key, key, key plot point. They show ass mm. when they run out of the yeah. bank robbery. That's yes. the way to end a robbery the right ex-presidents there. ex-presidents moon everybody that they just robbed, and they wrote thank you on their butt. This will come into play later in the movie. 
Mm-hmm. Remember that there's an ass in this robbery. Yeah. They do have it on the screen for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have it in the background because it's a freeze frame of this picture for a very long They're, time. They want these cheeks to burn into your brain. Yeah, this is a critical asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. This might be the most iconic pair of butt cheeks in film history. Probably, Could be. Possibly. I'm Next try, to, to what, like a, Borat or something, yeah. maybe? What's the, hey, real, real question. What is the most iconic ass shot, butt cheek oh, shot in man. film history? Damn, oh, when you man. think of seeing somebody's butt in a movie, what yeah. is your go-to? Damn, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know either. I think when, I, when you say like an ass in a movie, I honestly, I'm not saying this is my answer. I think of Borat. I think like, oh God, like it, where it, it was like a gut punch. But, um, but think, what's the most important? I don't know. Well, that's tough. Yeah. It might it might be this movie. It might it could be. be this one factors into the plot. Yeah, I've never had that happen, so, so I've never seen that happen. I've so. never seen somebody show ass to the camera and then have it be a plot point that, <laughs> that is critical to the film succeeding. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so they don't know who these robbers are at the FBI. They've been investigating these guys. These are like the best bank robbers in the world. They've done 30 jobs. They only operate for four months out of the year, and then they disappear. We just lost the light. Don't it's worry always, about it's it. good. Now we look even more dramatic. <laughs> um, and Angelo Papas, Angel Officer Angel Potatoes, has a special theory that everybody in the police department, uh, the FBI Bureau, excuse me, laughs at him about. They make fun of him to the point where he's embarrassed to share his theory. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves uh, gets into an argument with him when they're investigating a a, a car that is related to the yeah. That's robbery. like they're like they're a, they dumped a car and that was the car. Yeah, they, they find the getaway car. They go to investigate it, and he's like, "So, Angelo Papas, what's your theory?" Ah, don't don't ask me. <laughs> I've been working this job so many goddamn years, and he like is emotionally blocked about yeah. the fact that like nobody wants to hear his. It theory. really is the fact that like you made he, he made fun of once, and now he's so hurt by that that he yeah. won't like he's willing to do anything but tell him his theory. It's like just tell him. I only bring it he's up your partner. It wasn't that this scene was especially bad. It was just so corny. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was so typical of every '80s slash '90s cop movie where it was like, uh, oh. So you think because you haven't solved the crime, nobody else could possibly have a chance of doing it. That's not what I'm saying, kid. Nobody takes me seriously. Well, you need to get fucking angry if you want to solve this crime. They're surfers. They're surfers, all right? (laughs) That's pretty it. That's that's like how they... I was dealing with surfers when you were playing with... Legos on your mama's tit. There yeah. was something about getting someone in a movie so mad that they told you what you wanted to know. It's like, could they just, could we skip that part? You just tell me. Just tell me, Gary. This, this movie has all the police cliches. Yeah. It it's does. Got, it really it's does. It's got this stuff, the thing I mentioned earlier. And I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but uh, any anytime you see someone hold a badge, they're either going to like give it up on the table or throw <laughs> yeah, it. Throw it. Yeah. You know, and, and so and you, you know got what? that Before- too. Oh, dude, we'll get that later. But I, I called that a mile away. <laughs> the whole time they're having this argument, by the way, I was cracking up because they're investigating a car and there's other police officers <laughs> just working in the background who just seem to be like looking over their shoulder while these two are having a fucking shouting match. Oh, they're really mad. Oh, they're arguing about they're not, not too happy. Classic background actors. Like, <laughs> do I pay attention to this really loud argument or not? They yeah. don't know what to do. So um, then Keanu Reeves, he's like, whoa, surfers. How? 
And Gary Busey has all this evidence, like they discovered wax on the bottom of the shoe that was left at the crime scene, and and then it was oh. like surfers. It's sex wax. sex wax. Yeah, which is again, like, I mean, I feel like the the term sex wax is very common. Like everyone well, knows, sex wax is a thing with surfers. That's right. a legit. Product. And that's why I thought, like, when I saw that, because well, like you know, as a kid, that was a joke. Oh, you got sex wax, yeah. whatever. But then they're explaining it like, I'm like, is this because no one knew? Is that like, that was such a common thing, but we're in California. Maybe that's just a common thing here. Yeah, we're from California. So, we're of the culture. Yeah, so like, yeah, exactly. I've been around surfers my whole life. So like, yeah, everyone has sex wax. I get it. Well, I have sex wax. Well, let me tell you that this was a revelatory scene for me because I never knew what sex wax was. Mm. And when I was a kid in school, uh, I remember going to sixth grade camp and we did a hike and someone had stuck sex wax stickers on so many things <laughs> along the trail and the uh, our counselor was getting so pissed off and as a kid i was like i don't what it what is sex wax like what do you do with that like, i did, i thought it was a sex thing right. i didn't know well, yeah, i okay. didn't know anything well, so as a camp counselor finding a fucking 10 year old putting stickers all over the trees <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah. the nature trail yeah. pissed about that i don't too. care what the stickers <laughs> yeah. are. oh absolutely we're here to appreciate nature yeah Oh, I agree, but uh, I just I never knew where it was, and I what it was, and I kept getting pogs that had that on it too. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I would play pogs with people, I'd win it, and it's like sex wax pogs. Like, can I just get like a Mega Man one or something? Anyway, there you go. So this I'm now glad we to know. So that conversation rest. made sense. Yeah. So it has to be surfers. Crazy theory. Uh, Angelo Papas and Johnny Utah are gonna go undercover, and I don't know if they run this by their boss or not. So you funny. just keep saying Angelo Papas like that, Angelo which is Papas. funny. But the <laughs> fact <laughs> the fact that in real life, in real life, Gary Busey played the character <laughs> Angelo Papas is hilarious. Like, never, you are right to this, do this. This movie they does never have the best. Say his name in the movie because they know it's stupid. Yeah. That is so fucking funny. Angelo Papas is played by. Gary Busey. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. But but going back to do they run this by their boss? Don't they say like let's do it? It's gonna piss our boss off, so let's just do it. So I don't think they do. I don't know. Yeah. I thought they made it clear, like, let's just do it. Because <laughs> like we know it's gonna we know this plan will work and it's just gonna piss him off win win. So yeah, but like, again, I thought like, they did. I see, I don't know how the FBI works yeah. if two agents could just Go rogue. spend a month learning how to surf without telling their boss that's what they're doing yeah. all day. Like, I know, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, like uh, you take vacation time or what? There's uh, so many things. Like when Also, he's learning how to surf, and Gary Busey is watching him from the car with binoculars, yeah. and then Emma's like, why couldn't he just be on the beach? Like, he's just an old man. Like, <laughs> yeah. like people are on the beach. Like, why can't he just be, like, yeah. chilling like, with the cooler? Cover, yeah. <laughs> like, what cover? What cover? Because in a cop move, you got to stake him out from your old car. It seems way more suspicious that a works. guy is in his car with binoculars than a dude just sits on the beach looking at, looking at the waves. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Keanu Reeves doesn't know how to surf in this movie, so he tries to learn how to surf. Everybody makes fun of him. He almost drowns, and he's rescued by... A girl that I could only describe as somebody who looks like Garrett would be in love with. <laughs> okay. Uh, am I right? I saw yeah. this girl and I was like, what? this looks like every well, every 90s actress that yeah. Garrett says, I'm in love with She that was in all the 90s movies, so it makes sense. She I was, was in Tank Girl. I was. That's literally was my oh, next question. I'm like, was she, t- was she in Tank Girl? Tank Girl, yeah, Tank A League girl. of Their Own. Um... Some other big movie that she was in, but yeah, she was in all the nineties. It's yeah. the actress Laura P- Lori Petty. What was the other movie? Yeah, yeah, Lori um, Petty, and she plays a girl named Tyler Endicott. Um, I think this was hilarious. I don't know why this was funny to me, and I I know this is gonna be fucked up. 
Okay. The next part of the movie. He gets rescued by this girl named Tyler Endicott, and he thinks, oh, I don't know why. He goes, this girl must know something. I mm-hmm. got to get in good with this girl. Mm-hmm. I This girl's going to help me infiltrate whatever I'm looking for. They're looking for some gang. They think they're surfers. He, he runs a background check on this girl and finds out that both her parents died. Oh, yeah. In a plane crash <laughs> oh. in San Diego in 1980. By the way, side note. There really was a plane crash in San Diego. Whoa. I was watching that and Did I was like, research. oh, the plane that yeah. went down in North Park. In 84. Uh, I think it was 84. Oh, in this movie, they say 1984, but in real life, it happened in 1978. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, and then it turned into a conversation between me and my girlfriend, uh, who's like, what are you talking about? And then I told her the whole story of like, yeah, the airport at San Diego used to be too small and it only had one runway and two airplanes came in at the same time. It had a midair collision and uh, the plane went down in a neighborhood here in San Diego called North Park. And apparently there were body parts uh-huh. littering oh. the streets Yeah, back oh in 1978. God. Damn, dude. Anyways, it's relevant because uh, they base this character's parents. Yeah. And death off of that accident. She was also in Free Willy. That's the one I was. Oh, I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the plane crash. Oh, and she was in Free Willy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let's get back on track. Yeah. Anyways, Keanu Reeves does this background check, finds out both her parents are dead, and then goes to meet her where she works and feeds her this story of, "I need you to teach me how to surf. I hate you. I'm not going to teach you how to surf." Well, something like, "Surfing's the only thing I've ever done for myself." Since both my parents died in a car crash, cute cheesy music, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's probably something you could never understand because it never happens to anybody, but they're <laughs> gone, and the ocean just called to me, and I just really want to learn how to surf." Yeah, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the whole. Scene. It is okay. This part is stupid, but I'm watching it thinking, if Keanu Reeves walked in and told any girl this story. She'd go with him. Like, he's so fucking charming and, like, good-looking in this. Like, yeah, he, they'd fall for it, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. Uh, so she agrees, and she takes him and starts teaching him how to surf and introduces him to her friends, uh, a, a big group of friends, and the alpha male of the group is played by Patrick Swayze, a guy named Bodie. Bodie. Now, Sean and Rocco, you guys have never this is your first viewing of the movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did you think Bodie was a suspicious character? From second one, yeah. it's like, well, he's the guy. Right? Like, there's like no way it's not him. There's no way. Uh, yeah, Again, it's funny. I, I didn't know anything about this movie. I always just saw both of them on the cover. Mm-hmm. So a, as it's, as a, when we met him, I'm just like, doesn't this guy have to be the good guy? I thought I always saw them like together. Mm. I, 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 I had an idea in my head. Okay. But yeah, I mean, as it went on, it was like, okay. I yeah, thought... But- for sure, it was him right away. And then, like, it was some weird, like, football scene. That football scene was weird. Am I crazy thinking, like, this is, like, I don't know. Like, it is, uh, is that I, nowhere? I loved it. And I don't know why, but when I first saw this movie as a 10-year-old kid, it was pretty much like I would watch movies, and then I would go out into the street and play football with my friends mm. with a Nerf football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so watching this football scene in this movie made me feel really nostalgic Okay. For when I was a kid sure. watching this movie and this idea of just being in Southern California and having a pickup game of football, yeah. it didn't strike me as weird. It struck me as like, yeah, that's what we used to do in the 90s. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
You didn't think Bodie was the bad guy when he first showed up? Not when he first showed up. I mean, I had a, I had a suspicion that, like, yeah, we're looking for masked people, and this could be one of them. I mean, here's a new okay. character. So I had a second of suspicion, but just in my head, I was like, no, this guy, he, I always see him on the poster. They're back-to-back. They're, yeah. they're bros. That can't be. So yes and no. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I well, was kind of... I didn't know a lot about this movie. Well, so. let me tell you, our faithful audience, the character Johnny Utah had no fucking clue. Mm-mm. Not even a, a hint <laughs> of a clue. He meets this guy, Bodie, who's the alpha male of this surfing group, and he's like, cool. Now, yeah. now where are those criminals at? <laughs> and uh, him and uh, Angelo Pappas, <laughs> they... They recover a hair sample yeah. from one of the bank robberies and do, through toxin analysis be like, uh, they have this subplot like, oh, if we could capture hair samples from different surfers at different beaches, we can know what beach our, our bank robbers hang out at. Because, because, and this is legitimately a crucial plot point of the movie, Surfers only surf at one beach. Right. <laughs> surfers are quote unquote territorial. Mm-hmm. So if you find the beach they're at on one day, that's the beach they're at every day. All the days. Yeah. So, I was thinking about that, thinking of like the idea to find every single surfer in real life. Like we're going to, we, we got to find a surfer. I have to put, get the hair sample of every surfer out there. That's not fucking possible. Yeah, yeah. this should have been more of a saying? nightmare in the movie. Like they should have <laughs> portrayed should've, it. This should have been the whole like, movie. Oh well, my God. they only need to get one surfer per beach or a couple samples per beach. To find I, out the beach. Uh, how many beaches are in Southern California? I don't know, a hundred. Yeah. So they only got to go to a hundred beaches. Yeah, and oh, that's samples. It. Steal a hundred hair samples, of which we see two. Right. They get two hair samples on camera. One is Gary Busey, and he goes up to two kids smoking pot and basically shoves a badge in their face and and then cuts their hair. (laughs) And that was actually pretty funny because this kid's like, oh, he didn't bust us. Dude, he cut my hair. (laughs) Dude, he cut my fucking hair. He's just so confused. Yeah, but he could have busted us. Yeah, Yeah, but he lost my hair. And then Keanu Reeves goes up and is like to another surfer, bro, there's a wicked spider in your hair, bro, and like yanks his hair out. I saved your life. (laughs) I don't know. This works. They find the beach. They, they find them. the beach, they ladies and gentlemen. Got them. Those we found the beach. We see those two instances, and it works. <laughs> um, so then they go to the beach that they know the bank robbers are at, and that's where you were talking about Gary Busey's in his car, and they yeah. have a stakeout. And Keanu Reeves basically gets confronted by four psycho surfers, mm-hmm. one of which is Anthony Kiedis of right. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Which, when I saw him, my first thought was, why did we put all the chili peppers in movies back then. Yeah. We had like Flea and shit. This was within MVP. a year of uh, of uh, Flea almost running Marty McFly off the road. Yeah, why Why did we do this? What was this about? <laughs> I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are just good looking young guys from Maybe. Los Angeles and they're just in the art scene. And, and they're ready to be in movies. Yeah, they just were friends with the with the actors and from everything that i've heard back then to what how much they would charge to be in a movie they basically said they would give it away give it away give it away now <laughs> shut up jesus christ yeah some people got it some people didn't the directors but. uh actually saw anthony kiedis and they said what you got i gotta get it put it in my movie yeah yeah that wow. that really happened wow that was a setup. they were shooting under the bridge so. <laughs> uh-huh. all right i'm it's not cheap, gonna add anything to this yeah 
Uh, Anthony Kiedis uh, didn't get paid anything for this movie, and they, they actually asked him if he wanted any payment. He's like, I'm going to take it on the other side. Well, oh, that's cool. When he dies. Um, oh. Yeah. I didn't like back in pay, but okay. No, that's good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other Red Hot Chili Peppers mm. songs I know. Anyway, let's move nah, on. Anthony Kiedis is arguably the fourth or fifth most famous person in this movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Un- unarguably, without a doubt, has the smallest role in this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Anthony Kiedis was going to have a bigger role in this movie in this fight scene, but he didn't show up for fight training. Oh, uh, every actor in this movie was required to show up and get fight training by a special martial arts master anthony kiedis was the only person who didn't show up <laughs> so in this movie he is knocked out in one punch yeah and he is out of the movie there he- <laughs> so maybe show up on practice day yeah kids. what were you doing if you get cast in a movie show up for the rehearsal <laughs> yeah you might not be in the movie very much um johnny utah's getting his ass kicked by these four guys then patrick swayze Bodie shows up to help him He's like a kung fu master. Guess, they whoop yeah. ass. And then uh, Gary Busey, I'm sorry, Angelo Pappas shows up at the last minute. And you think, oh, no, he's going to blow his cover. But right. then he's like, oh, you seen a kid running through here with a radio? I, I thought that was a funny scene. I thought so, too. <laughs> that was well done because it was like he's going to blow the cover. Oh, no, he yeah. he got through it. So, um, you know, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, they become friends at this moment. Uh, Bodie is Patrick Swayze's character's name. He invites Keanu to a party. They start hanging out. We learn that Bodie is really spiritual. Oh, those guys you fought, they're just like neo-Nazis, dude. They're not into the spiritual side of surfing. Um, I'm going to paraphrase here. This is, you know, it's not boring, but not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. I think a lot happens in the... It just doesn't sound very good to just sum it up. No. When you're watching it, it's moving along at a brisk pace. And you also, like, you get, like, okay, these are the four guys. It's character development. That's what they want you to think is these are the four guys who are the ex-presidents, these psychos. Yeah. So we got to stop those guys that just fought him at the beach. Here's all the character development that happens at this point in the movie. Keanu falls in love with this girl, Tyler. He becomes friends with Bodhi. He realizes that Bodhi is some surf guru who leads like a surf pack mm-hmm. around the beaches here. And at the same time, he's failing to discover where the ex-presidents are. So his boss and everybody at the FBI is getting increasingly pissed off. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing up there? Dude, catching babes and surfing waves. We need you to be an agent. <laughs> Um, eventually he organizes a sting operation on Anthony Kiedis and the other members of mm-hmm. that group. And we get an action scene where they basically raid the house yeah. and it breaks out into a gunfight. The part of that, which I thought was awesome. I like the lawnmower sequence or like this, like the, oh, yeah, the that fact that it's harrowing, the fact that you, he looks through the window. First off, first off, it's a good scene. It is a good scene. But why was Keanu Reeves there? You're going to blow your cover. Bad idea. But, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, he wants to notify Gary Busey, like, yo, do not go in there. They got a whole arsenal of shit, but there's a lawnmower next door, which he cannot communicate through the walkie-talkie. Well, it was thinks, very stressful. He thinks these are the ex-presidents. He sure. thinks he's about to, he's there because he's like, I'm about to close the case. Right, right, right. But still, that scene was very intense and very, like, high, like, oh, what's going to happen? Uh, liked it. And then uh, the whole, you know, the fight was did you think the naked woman stabbing people in the back was weird? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so 
This scene is very suspenseful. It's kind of like four FBI agents closing around a house, but the guys in the house are getting antsy. And Gary Busey's at the front door, like talking to a girl. Have you seen my dog? I'm looking for my dog. And they're like, they're, they're fucking, get the guns, get the guns. Shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> um, inside joke for Rocco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the fight, when the gunfight actually breaks out and they start shooting, there's a girl in the shower taking a shower. Yeah. And the shower, it's a glass door and it gets all shot up. I thought that was cool. Usually in a scene, that girl is just screaming. Ah, yeah, right. Ah, yeah, that's I've what I was going to say. a thousand times. Yeah, but yeah. in this scene, Keanu Reeves, he goes in the house and that girl starts kicking his ass. Yeah. Yeah. That girl is the only person in this movie who beats up Keanu Reeves. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I actually think it's a, it's a cool little feminist win for Catherine Bigelow <laughs> to say the only bad guy in this movie who can beat our main character is a naked woman. A naked girl, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was cool. And when the naked woman... Another agent comes in with a gun. She starts stabbing him in the back with a knife. And I was like, this naked chick in this one scene is like more badass than yeah. half the dudes. Where is the movie. movie about her? I would take a whole movie about naked chick. Absolutely. Naked chick bank robber. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess she's a drug dealer. Because, would, oh, what? Oh, I would I would go as far to say I, I would love a movie that's just a, a lot of naked chicks. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you probably didn't know that was Catherine Bigelow cameo. That was the no Hitchcock way. move. No yeah. way. She pulled his shop. She's along. naked in all her movies. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow is always. Put her own spin on. Yeah. She puts her own boobs in every movie. Just kidding. That's it just wasn't. something it's I do. Not. No. That would be uh, gutsy if it was. That's mm-hmm. something Shyamalan and Hitchcock never had. The yeah. They didn't have the balls yeah. to do yeah, it. Yeah. Get naked in your movies, yeah. guys. Then I'll respect you. Yeah. Show your Hitchcock. There you go. Yeah. Show me that Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let that no, yeah. breathe, and make, we're going to move on. Make me go, mm, night. <laughs> what? Anyway. what? It's my reaction. Okay. Uh, okay. We're done. We're No more. No yeah, more. That's no it. more penis jokes. We're going to move on. Uh, they find out it's the wrong gang, and that they blew another agent's cover. There's another undercover cop. In every movie about an undercover cop, they accidentally fuck up another undercover cop's. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Investigation. <laughs> yeah. There's always a gang member who you didn't know was another cop. Right. That happens here. Uh, so then, this is great. At this point in the movie, you're probably thinking, where, where the fuck are we going in this movie? We've spent so much time. <laughs> yeah. This dude chased the wrong gang. He's fucking up his career. Are we just spitting our wheels? Mm-hmm. How is he going to find <laughs> the ex-presidents now? And he's walking down the beach contemplating all this. And he sees Bodie out there surfing with his three friends. Four of them. Four surfers. Oh. Wait. Uh-oh. Four ex-presidents. Hold on a sec. Wait a second. I'm supposed to be looking for surfers. Wait a second. Bodie is surfers. Hold on. <laughs> I'm two seconds away from putting this together. I'm missing something. I'm missing something. And then, ladies and gentlemen... One of the surfers pulls out his ass. Uh-oh. And for no reason, he just pulls his pants down yeah. while he is surfing. And moons everyone and else. And Keanu oh. Reeves, literally in the most Hitchcockian moment of the movie, he sees the butt cheeks and it flashes back to the ass from the robbery. Actually, it doesn't, but... It, it, it might as well. It might as well. He sees the ass. And that's when... 
that's when he finally puts two and two mm-hmm. together that these guys might be the the criminals he is looking for. Shit. It was all about that ass. It's that ass. Without dude. the butt cheeks, this movie would not work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so then we come to the end of the movie where basically he says, Gary, I'm sorry, Angelo Papas, I know who the who the robbers are, and they're gonna rob this bank. I saw them scoping it out off camera. (laughs) 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 It's just a conversation. Uh I saw them stake out this bank. Um, So they go to the bank, and it's just Angelo Papas and Johnny Utah. They don't bring any back. They don't tell anyone about this plan. Yeah, and they're there forever, and they get hungry, so uh, they go to buy sandwiches. And while they're buying sandwiches, the bank gets robbed, and they're totally oblivious to it. Until the bank robbers come out of the bank and hop into the car and they're like, holy shit, we missed the bank robbery. Get them. And they start like unloading guns on them. Unloading. And I kept thinking, how many fucking bullets does Keanu Reeves have in this gun? He shot like 15 times. And like this broad daylight military just boom, boom, boom. It's like, this is not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's what you were thinking? Yeah. I was thinking... Can you just shoot at people who haven't done any violent crimes? <laughs> like, these guys robbed a bank, but you're trying to murder them. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know the rules. I don't, I just thought, like, yeah, I, these guys took a bunch of money. They deserve to die. Well, you can't take that. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, exactly. Got to protect the wealth. <laughs> um, so it turns into a shootout and then a car chase and then a foot chase. And um, I just thought the foot chase going through like it was so intense. It was it ended up being, you know, it's a famous foot chase. Is people, it? People have like talked about this and there's a bunch of like trivia. about They're how going they through it. people's houses. They're throwing pit bulls at each other. It's <laughs> fucking gnarly. It's a it's a cool chase. It really was. Yeah. At one point, uh, the bad guy. Keanu Reeves comes around a corner and the bad guy is holding a pit bull and just goes like it ah! throws it at him. <laughs> yeah. I'll repeat that. Keanu Reeves <laughs> comes around a corner and the bad guy is already holding a pit bull mm-hmm. and throws it at him. That almost sounds like a video game villain. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I hate this guy. He throws pit bulls. Yeah, he's a yeah. pit bull thrower. Um, how does Keanu Reeves get out of that situation? He kicks the shit out of that dog. Yeah. He literally, like Johnny Cage, Mortal Kombat, shadow kicks that dog off camera. Nice. Um. I there was a whole breakdown of how they filmed that where like it was one trainer tossing it to another trainer of a distance of about three feet and they had padding all over the mm. ground. So kudos because it looked like he yeah. did a fatality on that. <laughs> it did. That was a stunt dog. Tell the ASP, ASPCA to sit out this one. <laughs> Boom. Um, he chases the main guy Ronald Reagan into a sewage drain and they have to make a big like 10 foot jump and he injures his leg yeah and so ronald reagan is climbing out and keanu reeves points his gun at him and right before he shoots him they have like a moment mm-hmm. he looks at those eyes. beautiful swayze eyes yeah, and, and goes, thinks i can't kill this i can't kill patrick swayze no way i love him <laughs> too much and he lets him get away he misses but he here's let, the thing he shoots his gun into the air we saw in the beginning he doesn't miss so oh. what happened what happened here um, I did laugh really hard at him getting mad and firing his gun into the air. Cool. Like, yeah, those are all landing somewhere. <laughs> that was cracking yeah. me up. He killed like so many innocent bystanders. More pit bulls, probably. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, the president's got away. They pro- Johnny Utah probably had his cover blown. He goes back to sleep with his girlfriend, but then she discovers his FBI badge. And so he wakes up. And she's pointing a gun at him. And she's like, 
Tell me the truth. Are your parents even dead? And he's like, no, they're not dead. I just used you to get close, but I still love you. And she Ooh. puts the gun down and walks out on oh. him. Um, by the way, I'm just going to jump ahead to the end of the movie here. Spoiler alert. We never see them ever talk ever again until at the end of the movie, they are back in love. Yes. Just going to point Good. that out. That is true. Good. This is the last Switch conversation they ever have before they kiss and I roll credits. I feel like the movie was ridiculous the whole time, and I'm fine with this. For the record, I'm fine. But once she walks out, the movie gets so ridiculous. It's like next level bonkers to me. It does, but at the same time, my enjoyment went up. Yeah, because you're doing fun shit. But like the next scene, like for sure, his cover was blown. Like oh, yeah. Brody know we know this. Everyone knows. He knows he he knows his cover is blown. Everyone knows. But then Bodie shows up and it's like, let's go. It's like, okay. And they go off together. It's like, I would not. First off, go back to that house. Like, he knows where you are, bro. Like, you're he, screwed. He basically, yeah. Bodie shows up and basically forces him to go skydiving. We're all going to go skydiving right now. And Keanu Reeves is like, they're in the plane, basically. Cut to there <laughs> in the plane. Who packed my bat? Who packed <laughs> my chute? Oh, I don't know. Have this one. Oh, no, that one's no good. Here, try this one. Well, you can have mine. Do you want yours? All the chutes are mixed up. All right. Let's go. And yeah, you, I mean, a moment ago, we were in a bank robbery movie, and now it's like, so beautiful. The majesty of skydiving. I, it's like a really, it turns into an IMAX movie. It honestly, to me, was like, I feel like this scene should have been before the chase scene. That makes more sense to me. Like, why is this, why is this here? Um, I think they just wanted to take the movie up to another level, make it even more extreme. So the third act is just, we're going to go skydiving. Which Patrick Swayze was really doing. All those shots, it's clearly him skydiving. And when it comes to Keanu, it's like, oh, this isn't real. Like, you're not yeah, really skydiving. But Patrick Swayze, you're out there doing this shit. I was impressed yeah. with the skydiving, which even yeah. I said, you know, this movie probably had more of an impact in 1991. Yeah. The whole idea of extreme sports. Whoa. Yeah. Like, whoa, pushing the limit. I, you know, I've seen skydivers, but watching this, I feel like, you know, I can't think of a, a different movie that has a skydiving sequence in it that's as beautiful or like makes skydiving look as cool and yeah. majestic as they do in this movie. I yeah. mean,. The Power Rangers movie is the only thing. I, I thought about the Power Rangers movie. They, no, that, I, yeah. I think they do it better in Point Break. Um, maybe. I mean, there's a little. Yeah. But they, Tommy does have a surfboard for some reason yeah. in the air. I forgot. I, I don't so, know if I've seen the Power Rangers movie recently. I don't recall this. Well, scene. well, it's what's, very beginning. what's great, Derek, is that's the first five minutes. So you can just turn it off right. After I do that. remember mm -hmm. seeing Tommy with a surfboard, like a, a snowboard thinking, why does he have that? Yeah. That doesn't it, seem like and you know, sense. and you know, think hey, about <laughs> was that inspired by Point Break? Probably, oh, probably, Do you yeah. Think yes. Hey, there's a surfing movie with an epic skydiving scene that I think we should just start Power Rangers with. Yeah, surfing and skydiving. What if Tommy has a board with it yeah. out there? And yeah. I think the thought process is probably: look, these kids aren't going to see Point Break. Yo, yeah, they'll never give know. them a scene like that in this. Yeah, probably. But but it's funny thinking back. What did the snowboard add to the skydiving? Like they're all falling in that scene, yeah. and I'm thinking. I'm sorry, no, I didn't mean to derail to this movie, but he's kind of got it on. But I don't ever see anything that's like, "Whoa, he did that!" I mean, he did like a flip, but everyone. Was yeah, doing that's flips. true. Maybe they're he did. all doing flips. The point was they wanted to look cooler. Yes, you know, and it, maybe it worked. Maybe that'll be an upcoming movie, and we'll compare and contrast. <laughs> maybe, you know? yeah. 
Anyway. Skydiving looked cool. It looked, it was a fun sequence. I thought it was going to be like, ah, we're going to jump out. Oh, yeah. All right. I know you're Johnny Utah from the FBI, but no, it was like, we're going to jump out. Yeah. Like 10 minutes of cool skydiving footage. It actually, actually did make my palms sweat. It like, was, like in the, how much there were. It was a stunt sequence. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those moments where you're like, this doesn't add anything to the story, but yeah. that's really Patrick Swayze in the air. Like, yeah. that's crazy. You think about, well, I don't know if I would be able to film this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Also, there was a part where it's like, is his parachute going to open? Like, you yeah, know, like that yeah. was a little suspenseful. Like, yeah. is is he going to die here? Yeah. Uh, and you know what? At the end of the day, a 1991 movie actually having real skydivers in it to me for your money is better than any modern day movie, which would just yeah. CGI these people. Yeah. And do wire work, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a there's a shot in this movie. Actually, I was reading that Patrick Swayze was an experienced skydiver. And yeah. He's like, I'm going to do all my own stunts, skydiving stunts. And the producers are like, okay, but you can't skydive outside of production while we're filming this for insurance reasons, which he did anyways. Mm. Uh But he said, "Um, I insist that you have to have me on camera doing a jump. That's in my contract. So that scene where he says, there's a scene later where he there's another skydiving moment and he looks at Keanu and goes adios amigo and then just drops out of the plane and the camera looks over and they just watch him fall oh. and he turns into a dot all one take super yeah. impressive yeah yeah um to show he's really doing it that's to cool. show he's really doing it an actor really doing it is fucking cool yeah, like it's cool. it just gave me chills just being like holy shit Patrick Swayze just jumped out of a fucking plane I, like actually did it I, you know I knew Patrick Swayze from shit like Dirty Dancing yeah, I've never seen Ghost, but you know this is, movie made me think Patrick Swayze's fucking cool. He's like, pretty cool. He's pretty fucking cool. I I don't know. For my money, I I kind of think a CGI Vin Diesel jumping off a helicopter is kind of <laughs> no. cooler because then Vin More can cool. Vin can be safe. I just think it's safety Safety's is cool. cool. Safety so first. You want to make fun of me? That's on you. <laughs> but Patrick Swayze, by the way, was thirty eight when he made this movie, hmm. which looks good for 38 i was gonna say actually i didn't would not have i was thinking he's like 30 but no he's almost 40 yeah um so they survive the jump and then it's like johnny let me show you something we got your girlfriend uh tied up we're gonna kill her so that sucks uh (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna hang out with me now i this part of the movie was a little convoluted yes like yeah now we got literally the line is now we got the same goal you want to get me to where I'm, where I want to be. Right. And I was like, yeah, what, what's the plan here? What are we doing? <laughs> and yeah. The plan I think is there's a guy who's going to kill her. Yeah. Unless he shows up to save her in time or something. So then they have to rob. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But instead of going to her, all right, let's go to her. No, we're going to rob a bank together. Yeah. So then they go to rob a bank, but Johnny Utah is in on the bank robbery now. He's being forced to do it. They're going to kill his girlfriend if he doesn't cooperate. Everyone, You, you understand. Everyone's got a mask but him <laughs> yeah. so you can see his face. So they go in and they're robbing the bank, and then typical bank robbery. Everything's going good. It cuts to a guy on the ground who looks over at the security guard, and he goes, Hey, I'm a cop. I'm an, off, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm an off-duty cop. To me, this guy... Was the most heinous villain of the whole movie. Mm. Nobody has been shot in any bank robbery. All of these bank robberies go off with no violence. Patrick Swayze's character has even said in this movie, I despise violence. Right. Cut to this cop on the ground. I ain't going to lay here and let these fucking bank robbers (laughs) get away with this shit. 
and he looks at the security guard, and the security guard, this is hilarious, because yeah. the security guard's like <laughs> almost funny. crying. He's like begging him. He's like, no, don't do please it. Please don't, don't do, do this. And the, and the cop don't is do like, this. when I make a move, you better back me up, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And he pulls out his gun, and he starts shooting at the ex-president. Turns into a fucking bloodbath. Yes. Guess who gets killed? The cop. And the security guard. The security guard. And and all the robbers. Uh, not all no, the robbers, no. but a couple of the robbers get shot. Keanu gets shot. It's a shit show, man. Um, so the, the bank robbery goes crazy, and Patrick Swayze's like, fuck, let's go! And they jump in a car and race off to get away. They make their getaway. But they leave Keanu at the crime scene. That's right. They leave Keanu on the crime at the crime scene and the FBI shows up and they arrest him. And they're like, "You're a bad guy now." And and uh, his part his partner Angel Potatoes is like, "No, it can't be. It can't be. I don't know what's going on. Do me a favor. The kid, he's all twisted. Let me let me book him. Let me drive him in." And and uh, the guy from Scrubs is like, "God damn it. Fine. This is oh. a good idea. This is uh, obviously you two guys are shoot straight shooters. I'll let you do it." So Angelo Papas takes Johnny Unitas. That and name gets me every time. Yeah, and instead of going to the police station, they they chase these bad guys down to the airport, and they're like, "We're gonna get the jump on them." They confront them. A gun shootout uh, breaks out again. Angelo Papas gets blown away. Dude, <laughs> those fries are burnt. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good like joke about his death, but it's just so cliche. You yeah, know, he's gets shot in the back a couple times. Classic death yeah. scene. Your partner gets shot. You run over. Are you okay? And it's like, yeah, you better get those bastards. <sighs> I actually like that he didn't say anything. He just made Ugh. yeah noises. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that, I was yeah, laughing yeah. too hard at that. Um, so Keanu Reeves like runs onto the airplane and it takes off. And now we're gonna do another skydiving scene, but this time they don't have a a parachute for Keanu. So I guess the character conflict is like, you've just been arrested, involved in this bank robbery. Your yeah. partner, instead of taking you to jail, took you to this airport where he was killed, and now you're fleeing the country. So Bodhi and his one remaining uh, partner, they're going to skydive out of the airplane. The partner who was shot by Gary Busey, by the way, so he is dying. Yeah, he's dying. They're going to skydive out of the airplane. Uh, there's no parachute for Keanu. So I guess they're like, well, the airplane's going to land, and you're going to be in trouble. Keanu is like, fuck that. <laughs> so Love this part. The two guys jump out of the plane, and Keanu jumps after them, even though he doesn't have a parachute. Badass. I was thinking, oh, I, don't rem I didn't remember this part because I saw this when I was a kid. I was like, oh, he's going to catch up to the dead guy and, and take, take his chute and right. survive. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but that's not what he does. <laughs> He catches up with Bodhi and basically is like, I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stay yeah. right there so I can arrest you. Yeah, he, he, had a, he, he grabbed a gun before he jumped out of the airplane. And so he grabs him and he points a gun in his face and he's like, you're under arrest. Pull, the, pull your parachute. And then he and Patrick Swayze is like, I'm not going to no. pull it. So you pull it. <laughs> But to do it, you have to let go of the gun. <laughs> this is great movie logic, action yeah. movie logic. Yeah. I'm not going to pull my parachute. You pull my parachute. But you can only do it with your left hand, the the hand that happens to be holding a gun. Right. You can't do it with your right hand. You cannot. So you're going to kill Stop. me? Stop. You better not. Yeah. But I want to pause on you can't do it with your right hand. The logic being because then you'll let go of me. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
totally disregarding the fact that I was not holding on to you before this conversation started. Right. I literally just grabbed you, mm. but now I can't let go of you. Okay. Well, guess what happens? He tosses the gun yeah. and pulls the ripcord. We also need him alive to save his girlfriend, so he can't just kill him yet. That yeah. is true. Yeah. That is true. That would have been something smart for Patrick Swayze's character to point out. Yeah. Instead of if you use your right hand, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, they land. Um, First off, they he pulls the chute far too late, and like I saw this, like they're like I don't know, ten feet from the ground, he pulls that thing, and they land so hard. But I thought there's no way they survive this. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. Well, they their, do. their femurs would be like through their thighs and shit. <laughs> no it way. actually does injure Johnny Unitas's leg. His yeah. knee again. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Utah. He has a previous leg injury. Keeps coming back. Um, Patrick Swayze is able to escape. But like I said, the girlfriend who was abducted and held at knife point, she's released from this truck and she just goes running to Keanu Reeves to yeah. embrace him in a hug. And I'm thinking... The last time you saw this guy, you were pointing a gun at him and saying, are your parents even really dead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Suddenly, they're still in love. Okay. That would be the end of the movie, except it's not. Uh-oh. Flash forward to nine months later. Keanu, you can tell because his hair is a lot longer, so that's how you know. Yeah, they don't say. They just flash forward. We left out a part uh, during that character development right. segment of the movie when everything was happening. There is this long, whimsical speech that Bodhi gave, like, you know what the biggest wave in the world is? It's my dream wave. Once a century, once every 50 years, there's a 50-year storm that hits Australia. It's the biggest wave in the world. Cut to that beach. It's a storm out. Keanu Reeves is there. Bodhi is there. I knew you'd be here. It's a once-in-a-lifetime wave. I'm not going to let you ride it. They have a fist fight. It ends yeah. with Keanu Reeves handcuffing himself to Bodhi. So we can't ride the wave. And all these cops are like coming in on helicopters with machine guns. Mm -hmm. Like they're taking down all of ISIS. Right. I was like, isn't this a little bit of overkill for a surfer? Yeah, well, you would think. But Patrick <laughs> Swayze is pretty badass. Yeah. And then, I don't know. There was a pretty... I like the ending of this movie. I think it works. It is completely cheesy. Yeah. It is campy. It makes no sense. It sucks, mm -hmm. but I still like it. Sure. Patrick Swayze's basically handcuffed, and he's like, you win. Come on, man. <laughs> you got me. I ain't going nowhere. Let me ride this wave. This is the only thing I've ever lived for in my life. All My whole life, I've just looked forward to riding this wave. Just let me go. Come on. Yeah. It works. Keanu Reeves like, yeah, fuck it. Go. Patrick yeah. Swayze goes out, rives the biggest wave in the world, and uh, the, the cops are like, you let him get away! And Keanu Reeves is like, no, I didn't, as he slowly walks away and takes his badge and throws, throws it, it in the fucking ocean. Yeah. Throws it into the sea. See what I mean? Casts if, it away. Anybody with a badge, they're either putting it on the desk and walking away or they're yeah. throwing it. I guess he doesn't want to be a, the, in the FBI anymore because uh, Patrick Swayze goes off into that wave and washes away. He just fucking dies. Yeah, he disappears. He basically lets the sea take him. He dies mm -hmm. surfing. Like doing what he loves. What, dies what, what he a way loves. to go. Uh, James Cameron has, if, if you know, some people like open-ended. Well, it's up to the viewer. Maybe he maybe he got away. Who knows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. James Cameron confirmed, like, no, he died. 
Okay. <laughs> James Cameron made a point to do an interview. Be like, I wrote it. He died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he died. So there you go. Bodhi you dies go. at the end of the movie. Wow. I, I love when directors just cut through. You know, the, like these things are famous for being vague or whatever. And then you talk to the director. It's like, no, no, this. Yeah, <laughs> I, this is, no. I don't care what you think. I think Ridley Scott's done that a couple times, too. And it, it's cracked me up. Like there's vague stuff about people love Blade Runner be, because of certain implications. And he'll do screenings where he's like, yeah, so uh, it's this. Bye. See ya. It's like, what? all right. Do you know that Ridley Scott was the first choice to direct this movie? It was Ridley Scott, but he was doing Thumb on Louise, so he couldn't do it. Yeah. Fun fact. You, about no, Ridley. you're thinking of Tim Burton. Uh, I don't know if I am. Yeah, I said Rid- uh, saw that Ridley Scott was attached to direct this movie, and Matthew Broderick was going to play Johnny Utah. Yeah, I heard it was that. And then like people who also auditioned were Charlie Sheen, Val Kilmer, Willem Dafoe, and... Uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, that's right. Now, Willem Dafoe could have nailed it. Sorry, Keanu, but you Willem know, Dafoe would have been... I'm something of a surfer myself. Yeah, yeah. Something I thought was interesting, a little fun fact, is that all four ex-presidents are killed in order of when they took office. So that's how you know who's going to die first is who was in office first. Interesting. Huh? How about that? How about that? Yeah, and there's a character at one point in the movie just makes an offhanded comment, I'm not going to live to make make it to 30 anyways, and then he gets shot on camera. So, you know, set up and pay off. Classic storytelling. Um, the budget for this was $24 million and it made $83 million. I think it was a hit. I think this was a hit. It was a hit, and they even had a sequel planned that was written and was slated to come out in 1993, and nobody knows what happened. That's really weird. There's no reason given why that movie was never made. I'll tell you. This ya. movie was a, Oh, you know? No. But this is my guess, and I think I'm right. They got divorced, and that was it. I think... Those two rode together, and there was probably something in the divorce. That's it. Yeah, that would be about the time when Catherine Bigelow would have been going through her divorce, Mm. and she didn't put out another movie until 1995. They could have got a different director, but the you know they decided not to do it. This is my theory. Point Break Two. Maybe they were like, so James, we need you to write a sequel. Bodie died. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that that's probably part of it too. Honestly, that wasn't really clear. Well, it's clear to me. He's dead. All right, James. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. But I hadn't even considered that. It's like they definitely had lightning in a bottle with this, and they wanted to capture it again. And yeah. it's like, well, you're not bringing that guy back. Yeah. And and all that other stuff. So yeah, I bet it was a perfect storm of just yeah. you know almost the like a perfect wave. Year storm. Yeah. You know, fucking sequels. It they just start with, yeah, he got away. Exactly. <laughs> hey, yeah. Bodie's back. He's robbing banks in Hawaii. Yeah. Tequila. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why I went to, That's the theme of Point Break 2. Oh, man. And and honestly, a Point Break 2 with no Angelo Papas? No, no thank no, you. No, thank you. Uh, uh, no, no. Lo siento. No, no mas. Yeah. No mas. Um, okay. Is that for Popcorn Shakers? Do you think? Is this, do we cover it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I picked this movie on a whim. I'm so glad that I did. I loved this movie, even though there's so many holes and flaws in it. I had a fun time watching it. I would give it three shakers. I give it three. Nice. I give it three out of five as well. Um, it's a 90s action movie that doesn't really go wrong as long as you're not expecting it to go right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I probably, I don't know how much I love it, but yeah, it was honestly like, 
it wasn't what I expected. It defied my expectations, that's for sure. And yeah, it's a solid movie. I would say three, two. Yeah, I would say three is pretty is, consistent. Is a pretty I don't know how often we bet. rate the movie the same all the way across the yeah. board. That's rare. Cool. Well, we will next week. Oh. We definitely will. You're going to see the first triple fiver because I am going to take us to the streets because I think, you know, there's a lot of musicians out there that are that go unappreciated and we don't appreciate their backstory enough and what they fought through to become legendary hip hop artists. Um, I want to watch 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying. Um this is a movie that I never intended to ever watch. And then we were at like some convention and it came on TV while I was like in the hotel. And I just kind of ended up watching it. Mm. Uh, I was like, this wasn't what I expected. So I want to see what you guys think about it. All so right. We're do well, I've definitely never time. seen it. So I've or- definitely never seen it. And I hope that I can find a clean version because I do not want to hear any curse words. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so um, I don't know if there are. They sell it at Walmart. They have a special cut. Get, for you at they have a special cut. Get rich or try dying. And that I can one handle a couple. Not. I can handle the shit every now and again, and a damn is okay. But anything beyond that, yeah. Well, I'm not going to be a happy camper. It, I'm, I'm gonna let you know. There is definitely a scene you'll like it. There's definitely in the opening. Fifty Cent exclaims, "Off oh, fiddlesticks!" And that kind of sets the tone for the rest okay. of the movie. All it's right. not All that right. bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. Watch it with your church youth group. Okay. So we're gonna be back with Fifty Cent. Uh, blood on the sand. No. <laughs> Get Rich or Die Trying. I almost said that The prequel. <laughs> I love that. Next game. week on Movie Club. Watch it and then come back and you can see what we think of it. Goodbye.